We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. If you'll go by God's rules, you'll get the results God said you could have. But vain repetition is not one of them. You remember the 400 prophets of Baal? Elijah called them together and said, Now, you call upon your God, and the one that answers by fire, let him be God. Well, you know the story. They cried and cried louder and louder and so on and cut themselves. And he said, Maybe your God is asleep. Cry louder, you know. Well, they prayed, and they prayed to their God over and over and over. Now, when Jesus said, use not vain repetition as the heathen do, I'm convinced this is the heathen he's referring to. Those that just kept praying and praying and praying. Now, you know what Elijah did? He poured water, what was it, 12 barrels, 12 barrels of water. He poured on the sacrifice. Then he prayed a little short prayer, and God answered by fire. Now, see, it don't take long prayers. Someone made this statement, and I believe it's true. It says it seems that God will pass over a million people just to get somebody that's believing Him. It's not the length of prayer that counts. It's whether you believe God when you pray. And I'll tell you, if you're praying the same prayer of petition over and over, day after day after day, then you're using vain repetition. Now, when you get over in the area of thanksgiving and praise, let's say you prayed and believe God that you received your need met. Now, the next morning be perfectly scriptural for you to say, Now, Father, I want to thank you that yesterday morning at 9 o'clock when I prayed, I believe I received and my needs are met according to your riches in glory, and I just want to thank you and praise you for it. Even though it's not manifest, I believed it, and thank God it's mine in Jesus' name. Now, you could pray that over and over and over and over and over. 20 times a day if you want to you're praying the word of God it's a prayer of thanksgiving and praise or you could pray God's word over it Father your word said I believed it and I proclaimed that it's so whatsoever things I desire when I pray believe I receive them I believe I received them thank God it's mine in Jesus name you're praying the word of God over it but vain repetition is to continually ask for the very same thing that you asked for the time you prayed before that is vain That is not scriptural. Now, another thing I want us to talk about is don't pray the problem. I had a lady stand up in a meeting in a certain church I was in one time, and she said, uh, they're supposed to be having testimony service, you know. She stood up and gave the devil praise and how he had made her husband meaner and that he wouldn't go to church with her. And he's getting worse. And she said, I prayed for him 25 years and said he's getting worse. Well, the Spirit of God said to me, if she had prayed the prayer of faith, believe me, confess the Word of God over him, he'd been saved more than 20 years ago. Well, now what happened? She prayed the problem. Now, let me give you scripture for what Jesus says in this matter. Now, you may have other ideas, but if your ideas don't line up with the Word of God, you might as well forget yours and get a hold of God, because that's what's going to count. Jesus said, all things, whatsoever you ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. Well, now, how could she believe that her husband be saved and filled with the Holy Ghost? She's going to have to go to the Word of God and find out what God's Word said about it. And then act on that. The Philippian jailer, Paul said to the Philippian jailer, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, thou shalt be saved in thy household. 
Now, there's a promise there that she could claim. She could have prayed and said, Now, Lord, your word says this, and I believe that I receive it. I pray that you'll send labors across my husband's path and minister to him the word of God and witness to him, get him saved, born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, release her faith in that, and start praising God for it. If she'd have done that, you see, her husband would have been saved more than 20 years ago, what the Spirit of God said. Somebody said, well, if I'm not going to pray the problem, what do I pray? Pray the answer. Very simple. You'll never solve a problem just going over and over the problem. You've got to get to the answer of the thing. Now, if you pray the way Jesus said to pray, and you pray the problem, let me show you what would happen. And I'll tell you, quite frankly, that's what's been happening to a lot of people. Happened to me for years. And that is, Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty three and 24, He said, Verily I say unto you, whosoever shall say to the mountain. See the mountain of adversity, mountain of financial difficulty, mountain of physical difficulty. Might be any number of different things. Whosoever shall say to the mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart. Now notice, he didn't say not doubt in his head, but doubt not in his heart, but believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Now, it won't happen just because you say it, but saying it is involved in making it happen. Now, come right on down. See, that's a principle. That's not a prayer scripture. Mark eleven twenty three is not a prayer scripture. But when you come down to verse 24, you've got a prayer scripture. Therefore, now what does the word therefore mean? It means because of the preceding verse. Therefore, whatsoever things you desire when you pray. When? When you pray. What are you going to do when you pray? Believe what are you going to believe? Believe you receive them. What them are you going to believe you receive? Them things you prayed. <laughs> now, I know that's not good English, but it'll help you understand it. If you pray the problem, if you pray them problems, you're going to have faith in the problem. If you pray the answer, you'll have faith in the answer, because faith cometh by hearing. Now, if you pray the way God said to pray, You'll pray the desire. What's everything you desire? What was it the lady desired? She desired her husband to be saved. But she prayed, probably prayed, the problem for years. Lord, you know my husband won't go to church with me. You know he's not getting any better. Well, you see, she's hung up on the problem. It didn't say hold fast to the problem. The Bible said hold fast to your faith. We should hold fast to the answer. And then, you see... You get the results the Bible said to have. Well, if you're going to pray the answer, you'd be praying the desire. Or if you pray praying the desire, you'd be praying the answer. Because what is the thing you desire? It's the answer, all right. Well, then if it's finances and you have financial difficulty, what you need is abundance. To pay your bills, meet your need, give to others. Then you would pray what the Word said about you. Father, because I've given, it's given unto me. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Men given to my bosom. Well, somebody said, yeah, but that's not true, you see. The rent's due and I don't have the money. We got a note due on our house to end the year and I don't have the money, you see. How could I say that? Well, that's all the more reason you ought to pray it and say it. Because you're calling for the manifestation of what the promise said. Now, see, if you get hung up on the fact that you don't have a job, that the money's not coming in, and you go to God and pray that way every day, Lord, the money's not coming in. You know I've done this and it's not working. I've prayed and it's not working out. Then you're going to have faith in failure because you're praying the problem 
you're going to have faith. Now, Jesus said, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe. So, if you pray the problem, and you believe the problem, then you're going to have the problem. There's no doubt about that. In fact, you already got a problem. Now, let me show you in the natural realm. I, I think uh, if we bring things over into the natural like Jesus did, we can always understand it a little better. And that is, Jesus always take planting and reaping, sowing and reaping, and show you how the spiritual things work. I was a farmer for nearly 30 years. And if I'd gone out there someday and planted soybeans, you say, or cotton or rice, and said, well, are we going to plant rice today? We go out there and sow a field of rice, and the next morning we go out, and I look the field over and I say, man, I don't know what's wrong. Rice doesn't work because we don't have any rice. None of our rice came up. Well, let's plow it up and plant it over. We go plow the field up and plant some more rice. Well, you could do that, you see, with cotton or soybeans. You could plow it up. You could plant it 365 days a year, plow it up every day, and plant it that day, go back the next day, plow it up and plant it again. It's 365 days in a year. You could do it every day and not reap any harvest at all because you didn't leave it planted. Now, when you pray, when you pray the prayer of faith, leave it said. Don't go unsaid. <laughs> now, some of the problems that people face is that they pray one thing go say another. Well, I prayed for wisdom, but you know I always make dumb decisions. You watch and see. I'll make a mess of things. Well, your saying nullified your praying. You didn't believe what you prayed. You held fast to the problem. Satan's deception is to get you to pray the problem. And I'll tell you quite frankly, he's done that a lot of times. There's people that pray things that is really beyond God's ability to answer to. They just reach out there and, you know, and sometimes we talked about this in Ecclesiastes. He said, keep your foot when you go into the house of God. In other words, <laughs> I interpret that to say, don't get your foot in your mouth when you're praying. Let your words be few. There's some people that pray things it's impossible for God to answer. Now, let me give you an example. Sometimes people pray things and give away secrets in prayer. What if some guy walks up to you, you know, on the street, and you've got a $100 bill, you've stuck it in your shoe, and you saw it. Some guy comes up and sticks a gun on you and holds you up, and you start praying, Lord, don't let them find that $100 bill I got hid in my shoe. Well, now, brother, you done opened your mouth and give the devil some information. How is God going to answer a prayer like that? You see, sometimes people pray things and they give the devil vital information. It'd be foolish to pray something like that. Well, check up on your praying. See what you've been doing. Don't allow Satan to deceive you. Satan doesn't care how much you pray. He doesn't care how much you go to church as long as he can distort your prayers or your prayer life to where it won't work for you. God bless you. I do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. Now, before I leave the broadcast, I want to remind you that all of this week we have a CD offer, number 7316. It's entitled, Faith, the Law of the New Covenant. Three CDs for $22 plus $5 postage and handling, total of $27. Did you know that under the Old Covenant, that works was the law of the Old Covenant? You had to keep the law. 
And nobody could keep the law except Jesus. He kept it, fulfilled it to the letter, and passed away. But now we're under the law of the new covenant, which is the law of faith. Now, Paul talks about this in Romans, the third chapter. He said, where is boasting? It is excluded by what law of works? Nay, but by the law of faith. In other words, we're not under the law of works anymore. We're under the law of faith, which is the law of the new covenant. He goes on to say, do we then make void the law through faith? God forbid, yea, we establish the law. Now, what law is he talking about establishing? Certainly not the law of the old covenant, which was the law of works, but it is the law of the new covenant, which is the law of faith. Now, faith gives you access to the grace of God. In Romans, the fourth chapter, verse 16, says, Therefore it is a faith that it might be by grace. To the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is the law, but to that also which is the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Then in Romans 5, verse 2 says, By whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. Now notice, these two verses reveal that it is a faith that it might be by grace, and that the only way that you have access to grace of God is through faith. Because faith is the law of the new covenant. I'll tell you, I get excited when I talk about this. This series will give you insight and help you to understand the law of faith and how to apply it in your life. That's offer number 7316. Three CDs for $22 plus $5 postage and handling. Total of $27. We have a toll-free order line. 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescapps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.